Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. David is producing the broadcast today. Um, we have a packed show for you today, uh, if all goes according to Hoyle. Uh, very shortly, Gator Volleyball Coach Mary Wise will join us to talk about uh, first and second round NCAA tournament action here, which begins tomorrow. Then uh, Sean Kelly, voice of the Gators, will be here for a segment. Herm Edwards from ESPN will talk a little National Football League. Max Starks, remember him, Gator fans, former offensive lineman? Well, Max is now in the broadcast business. He'll discuss a little college NFL with us and tell you how he got into the business. And then uh, Mike DiRocco will join us. DRock covers the Jacksonville Jaguars for uh, ESPN.com uh, on their resurgence. Um, they're actually doing pretty well. Uh, two things. I mean, obviously... Uh, the Kitna story breaking uh, after we were off the air yesterday. Uh, I don't think anybody uh, prepares for that. And his family here today uh, in a court appearance this morning. And now we'll see, you know, what. And, of course, the questions now that will be raised did anybody know this was going on? Was there anybody on the football team or staff that knew anything like this was going on? Uh, I think those are legitimate questions. Uh, we've not heard anything uh, from the Athletic Association except for the statement that was released yesterday, and um, that is to be expected um, you know given the situation and now the uh, the legal process will take care of itself uh, another rumor out there uh, I've seen on Twitter concerning former Gator coach Dan Mullen and his future uh, all I can tell you is he'll be on television next year He's not going to be coaching. Uh, that's my understanding. So we'll go from there. Uh, all right. William has a quick email here. Says, uh, not sure if you heard Coach Golden earlier in the week say he got caught up and forgot about including Reeves in the rotation. I can't possibly believe our coach is that inept. In fact, I believe he's smart. No way he could forget a guy that was starting games earlier in the year, could at least they put up 30 last night and just forgotten about on the bench as we're losing by 30 to Huggy Bear. Your thoughts? I agree. But, you know, he played great last night, so move forward. In football, something about this year's victories, other subpar years feels different. Only thing I keep coming back to is the guys continue to play hard, seem engaged, no matter the score. Combine that with the best players on the team or guys Napier brought in, uh, and the current recruiting class, I feel optimistic he's the right guy. 
might just take longer than everybody here wants. Well, that's already been shown, William, by some of the comments during the year, right? Even though in the summertime and before the season started, yeah, you know, six and six or seven and five, probably going to, probably going to, well, even though that unfolded, uh, there were people that didn't like it. So we'll see what happens in the future. By the way, Ventrell Miller is a Comeback Player of the Year Award semifinalist. Um, he's one of two SEC players among the 15 semifinalist field, and uh, good for him. Good for him. Uh, we're waiting on Coach Wise. I hope she didn't forget. Uh, but we'll open the phone lines for you, 392-8255. You want to email srussell at wruf.com. Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, is here. Uh, he's been kind enough today to kind of bend a little bit because we were hoping to have Mary on. Um, but uh, pretty good basketball last night. Wow, some some shooting going on last night, huh? Man, totally different from what we watched on Sunday. Yeah. Shooting, dunking, defending, all of it. Complete game against a team that's, uh, well, not very good. But still, uh, good teams find a way. So... Find a way regardless of their opponent. Let me let me say that. So market improvement from what Sunday was. No, it was fun. I know Todd talked a lot about transition defense. Uh, and, it, and with all due respect to the Rattlers, it, but, I mean, that did look better last night, didn't it? Yeah, and there wasn't as much to go against. Right. Let's go that way. Um, I just I thought, look, Florida A&M is a team that averages 19 turnovers a game. I think they actually got 19 turnovers last night. Some of that is them, and then some of that is you in, in being aggressive. Um, I, I know I just I, I thought they played both ends of the floor very well. Trey Bonham is a great example of that. Not only did he score the basketball like a demon last night, um, he was great on the on the defensive end as well. You know he's he's that guard right now that when he has the ball in his hands, either he's going to put it in the hole or it could get turned over. But yet, and we talked about this with him last night post game. You know, he gets mad on a turnover and then goes down and gets a steal. So two turnovers, two steals to negate the two turnovers, and that's kind of who he is. So um, I, I enjoy watching him play a lot. But, yeah, you take, you take some of the thrill uh, with some of the risk as well. You know, I, I think I only got to watch a couple of practices, but I did think this team would score. Did you? I wasn't sure. And here's the crazy thing about Sunday against West Virginia. Couldn't hit a shot, right? I Nothing. Mean, it looked awful. Yeah. And I was like, well, wait, hold on a second. I mean, this team does score. They they went north of 80 against Xavier, had a great number against Oregon State in the win. Um, they haven't had a whole lot of problems scoring, per se. Sometimes the three-point line is off. Um, but that's why Sunday was so strange in a lot of ways as to, you know, the, the offensive numbers were so horrid against West Virginia. Um and sometimes good offense or bad offense or whatever affects your defense, vice versa. There was some of that going on against West Virginia, too. Um, I, I, we're just still learning about this team. We're eight games in, and when I, every time I think I know, I probably don't. And I think it's going to take a couple more weeks. And that's, you know, I'm not hard on myself about that. I just, I know, like if, at the NBA level, they'll tell you it, it takes them 25 games to figure out what they are and who they are and who's going to be in the rotation and whatnot. So I know that you don't play that many games in college basketball, but it still takes 
a little bit of time, too. You, you had the email about Reeves uh, in the rotation and whatnot. Uh, you know, Coach is going to say what he says. If I'm just looking at it objectively, I'm looking at the first seven games and thinking to myself, he's still trying to figure out his rotation. I mean, yes, Castleton's going to be there every night, right? Uh, but other than that, it's hard to say. All right, let's get some a call here. Larry, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. Uh, you know, in regards to basketball, um, I like what I'm seeing this year. But, you know, you were, you were saying earlier about it's every it, – like me, for say, every time I watch a game, it's like I see a different team. We have a great night. We have a not-so-great night. Do you think the team, the coach, is just still trying to find, you know, a rotation or, or an identity or what he's trying to come up with an idea of what he's look, going to have for the rest of the year and which direction he wants to go? Yeah, Sean just got almost they, verbatim just almost said that. Literally, yeah, yeah just the same sure. Thing. And, and and if anybody thought that wouldn't be the case, I mean, it's a new coach, new players trying to figure right. out. Yeah, it's it's. But take the body of work too. Okay, go back to the Florida State game, second half. You got to make something. Cha- you may have to make some change because of the way that first half goes. He inserts Bonham into the in the lineup to start the second half. They come back from 19 down, wreck those guys, and then you sit there and say, well, I don't, why would I change anything? Bonham stays in the starting lineup. They go to Portland and play a very good Xavier team. Don't get me started on Sean Miller. But anyway, play a very good Xavier team right out of the gate and lose by seven in a, what was it, 90-83 type game. They, they take care of business against a team they should beat in Oregon State. Bonham stays in the lineup. And then Bonham has a clunker against West Virginia. Does that mean you take Bonham out now? Or now that you found this rotation that's worked with Bonham in there, so Reeves is now on the fridge of the road. I mean, all these things, like I said, you, this, this is the time of year you rattle that around a little bit. And I remember even asking Coach at the start of the year, hey, are you going to play around with your rotation? And you know, are you going to give guys different allotments of minutes on given nights to see what you've got? And he probably was telling me, because he doesn't want it all over the place, that, no, I pretty much, you know, this is what it's going to be. And I'm like, inside, basketball guy like me, I'm like, yeah, uh, oh, sure, okay. <laughs> we'll see how this plays out. <laughs> and I applaud him in the sense that he has backed away from that and, you know, and has played around with this. There were combinations on the floor last night that we, we had not seen. And when you look at combinations, it's not necessarily who's starting who's finishing maybe more importantly. But give me that stretch between the second and third media timeout. What five are on the floor? Is that a, is that a five that we've seen? Are we, are we to the point now where we would be in conference play that, hey, look, Lofton's going to start at point guard, but at the first media timeout, I'm sliding him to the two and bringing Myron Jones in just to see what Lofton looks like off the ball. All those things are still to be determined. Uh, and, and, and you'll do it here against increasingly good talent. Man, that UConn game is huge next week. Yeah. Um, you know, all the way up until the SEC opener on December the 28th. Right, yeah. right. And, and like I said, even on the bad games, it seemed like it didn't seem like we were playing terrible, like we're not a good team. It just seemed like, you know, what's his name? Bottom had that bad game, but hey, come on, I'll take three good games and him, and him have a poor one. 
if you want to play them odds, I got no problem with that. Well, you know, because the team could be shooting good that night. They're going to have off nights, but no, I like the direction it's going. I like what coach is doing. Yeah, and look, this team still has things to work on. Let's not sit here and pretend that it's you know it's a rose garden over there at the Econo Center. There's still things that need to be worked on. Um, offensive rebounding percentage, that's something that can go on the up. I talked about playing the three-point line. When I say playing the three-point line, it's, it's you shooting well from the three-point line and you defending the three-point line. And we had an interesting conversation Lee Humphrey and I did with Coach Golden before the game last night because if you look at your opponent's three-point percentage, it's at, going into last night, it was 37.1%. That's not good. That's too high. And he's more concerned about number of attempts by his opponent. Because his theory is, I don't have a whole lot of control whether a guy hits a shot or not, but my guys probably have more control over how many times they get to try and shoot the ball from that distance. And so sure enough, there was improvement there last night. At one point, I looked at A&M's numbers. They were 5 of 10 from 3. Okay, Now that's 50%. Even I can do that. That doesn't seem to make sense. But the 10 attempts is what Coach Golden's talking about. Is That's well below say what West Virginia did to you or Florida Atlantic did to you as far as the number of attempts. It's just like if I'm going to go out there and, you know, swing my golf club, um, I, the more attempts I have at something, uh, at some point I might put it on the green in regulation. So that doesn't happen very often. Anyway, except in my golf yeah, game. Right. Yeah. But you get my point here. His theory is, you know, and this is where when he got hired, everybody was like, oh, he's an analytics guy. His analytics are based in those kinds of things. Those analytics spell or dispel success as you would look at it. So I, I, I love the fact that it's less about effective three-point percentage from the right wing and in the final five. You know, you can go crazy with analytics. But some numbers or some analytics can really speak to something that actually plays out over time. Like if you let your, your opponent have too many attempts from three, some nights they're going to hit a bunch and you're in trouble. Larry, thank you for your call. 1215 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Good afternoon. My name is Kyle Curtis. Thursday night football is in action tonight for an AFC East duel between the New England Patriots and Buffalo Bills. Coverage begins right here at 7.30. Lorenzo Lingard, a Gator running back, entered his name to the transfer portal earlier this morning. Lingard joins wide receiver Dejon Reynolds as a player, as players who have entered in the last 24 hours. Select Florida men and women swimming and diving team members will continue to compete in the U.S. Open today in Greensboro, North Carolina. The NCAA tournament for volleyball starts tomorrow night here in Gainesville with the Gators getting the opportunity to host, uh, to host following their SEC championship. The Gators start their postseason run against Florida A&M tomorrow night at 7. I'm Kyle Curtis, and that is your Gainesville Sports Center. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Tell me about a terrific local charity for a while now, folks, the Road Eber Boys Ranch in Palatka. Uh, and... You have really responded because they have needed your help. Rodeaver Boys Ranch houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes. They're sustained by your donated vehicles. Whether it's a car, a truck, an RV, a boat, just about any kind of vehicle, they can use them because these kids not only 
take these vehicles, but they also refurbish them and they resell them. They learn real life skills. And that's part of what the Road Heaver Boys Ranch is trying to teach with these kids. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Your donations are tax deductible and it helps a really good cause. For more info, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. When giving gifts this holiday season, keep environmental sustainability in mind. Avoid giving useless gifts and knickknacks. Look for durable items that will last for years. Shop for items made out of recycled material. Lastly, family heirlooms make a perfect gift. Not only will they be treasured for a lifetime, but are also environmentally friendly. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Well, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, board certified. Meet Dr. John Herzog, who's certainly done his share of knee and hip replacements. But these days, he's encouraging his patients to look at regenerative medicine options, now available at QC Kinetics. I'm kind of the anti-surgeon right now, and a lot of my buddies, if they hear me talking, they're going to give me a call. <laughs> Dr. Herzog says advances in regenerative medicine can give your achy joints lasting relief, using highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to repair and restore damaged tissue. We take the fluid out of you. We concentrate it and put it in an area where they couldn't normally get to and facilitate healing. Are you suffering from constant pain due to arthritis or injury? Maybe it's time to look at alternatives to drugs and surgery at QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in these exciting treatments. What could be more natural than using your own body to heal yourself? Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Friday on ESPN Radio, it's the Pac-12 Championship game. USC sits alone at the top of the Pac-12, and there's one win from the college football playoff. They'll face Utah, the only team to knock off the Trojans this season. The Utes, the Trojans. Coverage begins following Gators Volleyball Friday night at 8.30, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, W. R-U-S. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator women's volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, W-R-U-F, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, W-R-U-F, and online wruf.com voice of the gator sean kelly here for one more segment we're going to get uh, john's call hi john yeah good afternoon steve and sean i appreciate for being on steve's show today i, I always enjoy listening to to you call games and in, in, in here in your analysts i was uh not able to uh watch or listen to the gator game against west virginia I want to ask you, what, what, what did they do to oppose the problem? Because I saw that Kesslin got into early foul trouble, which probably took him out of 
our our game plan and, and his his ability to be effective. What, what did they pose that gave Florida problems in the game? Yeah, I you know there wasn't anything to like about the West Virginia game, especially me. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, no, that was. I mean, it, it's just one of those games. Like, okay, make me a list of everything that can go wrong. Well, okay, good. We checked every box. Um, couldn't score the ball. You know, I, 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 again, everybody there was playing three games in four days. Um, so you can't say that. Oh, it was. It's a Gator thing only. But some teams handle that better than others. Look, a Bob Huggins team is going to get up in your. You know what? And they're right. always physical. Uh, and they're going to. I just say it, they're going to punk you a little bit, and they're going to. They're going to test the whistle, see where the whistle lies uh, on any given night. That's just that's the, that's the style that his teams play, and it's been that way for decades. I remember back when I was in Conference USA and he was at Cincinnati. That was always, you know, a house of horrors to go up to Cincinnati and play in that weird gym. Um, look, I think what we saw over the weekend, too, and against pretty good talent, uh, Xavier being the other one, obviously, is teams are going to make teams that have the athletic ability to do so are going to make Castleton rather uncomfortable. Yep. If he comes near that ball, that ball is in his hands. It's three guys on him, not one. Um, and they and they're going to try and say, "Look, we'll see if your other guys can beat us until you prove otherwise." So they made him uncomfortable. Uh, the early foul trouble made him probably tentative on defense. I think that was clear early second half. He was playing with those three fouls. Um, right. And he's going to have to look. And on a night where there's maybe not a great whistle and he's in a little bit of foul trouble, he's just going to play through it in, in some ways. And if he fouls out, he fouls out. But um, he's too good of a shot blocker right now. Like He had like four more last night. Um, he's got to play his game and you know find a way to adjust to whether he's got three fouls, four fouls, or none. So uh, that's part of it. And, and sometimes, sometimes it's as easy as making shots, right? And so if the guy that carried you scoring-wise for the first two games out at the Phil Knight thing is 0 for 9 and 0 for 4 from 3, um, you have to you know, find a way to overcome that. And sometimes basketball's not much fun that way when, when you're not making shots. Because as I kind of said earlier, you know, it's, especially at the age of these guys, it's real easy to let a bad off of, offensive night affect your defense and the thing snowballs on you and then it's out of control. So... Um, I loved, you know, I, I, I said to Lee Humphrey in the Florida State game, you go down by 19, I think you're trailing by 17 and a half. I might be off a bucket or two there. I looked at Lee, I said, we're about to find out how tough our Gators are. And sure enough, they responded and, and pounded those guys in the second half. So they answered the question that night. Uh, there were questions to be answered on a very long flight home overnight on Sunday, I kind of felt bad for Florida A&M last night in some ways because, <laughs> right. yeah, they're already not a good team, um, and they get a team that you know wanted to get a bad taste out of their mouth. And sure enough, that's what happens. It's a forty-point game, and and Florida does does what they're supposed to do, and uh, they'll have to do a similar thing on Sunday in a matinee game. And then, man, next week that UConn team—I saw them last weekend in yeah, Portland. Yeah, they are good. They're really good, and you've got yep. them. You've got. Not a great, but a pretty darn good Oklahoma team to deal with, and then it's pretty much conference time. And I'm, I'm leaving out Ohio, and I don't really want to do that because that's a good MAC team too. So um, I think these next couple of weeks will tell us what we need to know heading for the 28th. John, hey, keep up the good work, man. Thanks, Go Gators! John. All right, John, thank you. All right, show us roll through these. 
Uh, Mark says reps in college already have enough on their plate when it comes to officiating. Now they can dish out a technical for flops. Yeah. To me, it's just more ways for the refs to play a significant role in deciding the outcome of the game, especially down the stretch. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard place for them to be in. And we've made a rule change this year, if you're unaware of it. You know, leading up to this season, we had this flop warning, right? So you would, you would get warned and whatnot. And basketball has decided, at least at the college level, Division One level, that that wasn't enough of a deterrent to take something that doesn't need to be in our game out. So what they've done is they've determined that that's now a Class B technical foul. And we saw it last night. And it's not going to be immediately called. It could be if, 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 um, if play is not going to be – if continued play is not going to be affected. Like you're not – let's say – uh, Steve, you get you flop, all right, and I'm your opponent. Well, if if I'm in position to score, uh, they're not going to stop play until I get my chance to score, all right. Kind of like in hockey, a delayed whistle, delayed whistle yeah. right? Um, so sure enough, last night you have it, and you kind of think it might happen. The thing I would say is this: is that if the officials give this flop, they put both of their hands in front of their chest and they lay them out in front of them. That's the flopping indication. I would like the officials to go ahead and give that indication, even if play is continuing, and then you blow the whistle when you feel like it's time to blow the whistle. Because like last night, we have a player go down, play continues for a little bit, then the whistle, then the flopping indication, and technical free throw for Florida A&M. So we've got to do better about flopping, and maybe this is now enough of a deterrent. It's funny, I've seen it twice now through eight games that we've broadcast. I wasn't so sure I would see it until couple months down the road but they're on it and they're going to be giving it a try it's hard to officiate some guys are really good at doing it um and we need to follow the nba lead a little bit on that too tony says i laughed over the weekend poor showing how to fly to portland just for the route stetson game will be telling they're pretty good yeah uh todd says believe his team is young fast and better shooting than last year we'll have some ups and downs but i like he likes what he sees overall thinks they'll struggle against a physical man-to-man defense thinks the physicality bothered them against uh, West Virginia. Do you foresee any rotation scenario where Jatobo and Castleton are on the floor together for a few brief minutes? Maybe, maybe. I, you know, again, all this is opponent-driven. I think the teams that give them the trouble the most right now are the ones that switch one through five. So um, Florida State is a team when they're healthy that they give everybody a problem by being able to switch one through five. West Virginia can kind of do a little bit of that too. Um, and so when you play positionless basketball like we see more and more in our game, uh, those are the things. The, phys- the physical nature of it, mm, jury's still out. There's some things I could argue both ways. Jim says, uh, are you ever announcing a Gator football game to stop yourself from blurting out, what the heck are they doing? You mean our guys? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think I'm, that's what he means, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, or I, sometimes I wonder, okay, what is dictating this particular decision? Because when you're up there, even when I have Shane and Tate with me, there's some, there are things that you don't know. And so while you can sit there and say, what the heck are we doing? You may not realize that the one player you needed for the package for that particular decision now all of a sudden is not available for that play, and we don't know that. But, you know, I've gotten better as I've gotten older, too. Last one for you. Last, I'm sorry. Last one yep. for you, Sean, uh, from uh, Stephen. Uh, in light of the Tennessee thrashing of Vandy, our loss looks even worse, still disturbs me. How much did that particular game affect how you viewed the regular season overall results? Chaos. I mean, uh, look at the South Carolina situation. Florida th- throttles South Carolina, then South Carolina goes out and looks like world beaters the next two weeks. So uh, I think there's a couple of teams at the very top of college football, and I think there's everybody else. And sometimes that's fun, and sometimes it's infuriating. But 
Um, because of the portal, because of everything else, because of the talent of the kids, um, we're in a situation where every week has to be taken just by a particular week. We have to get away from the whole idea of um, I beat Steve and Steve beat Joe, so therefore I, I should beat Joe. <laughs> Not anymore. No. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate you Great being here. You. Yep, 1229. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Herm Edwards joins us next, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. At Radiant Credit Union, we can't read minds, but we're pretty sure you'd like to save some money. Radiant gives our members a few ways to save a little every day. For starters, Radiant members who use their Visa debit card for signature purchases earn a nickel back on each transaction. And with our Even Up Savings account, they also earn an amazing rate on their spare change from every purchase. Find out all the ways Radiant Credit Union helps you earn and save at radiantcu.org slash earnmore. Federally insured by NCUA. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. Aquito America's new location is now open, and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, December 1st from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America, where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after-school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I first heard of Exceptional Dentistry through family. Our dentist had retired and we were looking for a new dentist and I valued everybody's input from the family. And so they said that it was professional, well done, friendly staff. Uh, they were just so impressed. I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry that you can trust them implicitly to do the best job ever. It's not your worry. Let, put the worry in their hands and then you'll have great outcome. Let them do their thing. It's a great spot. We recommend them to everybody. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Behind yesterday's front, we've gotten cooler and drier air move into our area. Lots of sunshine this afternoon. It'll be breezy with wind gusts between 15 and 20 miles an hour, and highs will be much cooler than the past few days. We'll get into the upper 60s and lower 70s. Mostly clear tonight, lows tomorrow morning in the low 50s, sunny tomorrow afternoon, highs in the mid 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Kyler Murray. So that's all things covered podcast there, Patrick Peterson. 
Then you have Kyler Murray talking about their offensive scheme is kind of bleeped up and goes back to, is Kyler Murray, other than being a talented quarterback, the guy you want as your quarterback? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Thank you, Coach. They start their NCAA tournament play tomorrow. <clears throat> Always good when I can talk to my next guest. He's going to talk a little NFL with us from ESPN. You always see him talking NFL. Herm Edwards is here. Coach, I want to start because you coached the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 at one point. And the current coach, at least as of, I don't think, has named Mike White the permanent starter in the process of we want to get Zach Wilson ready to play. Is that smart? Is that a mistake? Well, I, I, I'm I'm not going to try to, to second guess the head coach. Okay, I, I don't do that. I let the fans and everybody else do that. <laughs> That's not my job. It's my job to understand um, the people in the room, and I think it's his job uh, to understand his football team and what he needed to do at this point in time. And uh, he made a decision that he wanted to set the young guy down, and then obviously play this other guy now. It was Mike White now. Look, I ran into a similar situation like this. It was different, though. It was entirely different in the fact that I had Benny Testaverde, a veteran quarterback. I had Chad Pennington, who hadn't played. We go to the, we go to the playoffs our first year. And then our second year, we're not playing very well. We're not coaching very well. We're not doing anything very well. We're 2-5, and five, by the way. And we lost to Jacksonville. And I can remember coming on the plane at 40,000 feet. I called Paul Hackett to the back. I sit in the back of the plane. and said, I'm going to make a change of quarterback. I'm going to make Chad the starter. And he looked at me like, what? And I said, yeah, I'm going to make it the starter. I'm going to call both of them in tomorrow. And I made the switch. And then it stayed that way. And Chad became the quarterback. We ended up winning the division that year. He was the quarterback. And then he became the backup. Now, that was an entirely different situation in, in the sense that, you know, Chad had been drafted. He had sat for a while. Vinny was an older quarterback. This is an entirely different one. Uh, the second player picked in the draft was your quarterback going through the second season. He struggled some, not only on the field, but – basically uh, when he comes before the masses and how he speaks about games. Um, and th- th- that's where he needs some help. Struggling on the field is part of it. You know, he's a second-year guy. But I think how he handled that, how he handled his team was important, and I think Coach Salas saw that. And he's trying to grow him up. And I think what he learns from this experience, whether he comes back this year or next year, he's coming back. He's your second-round pick. He's going to come back. I think we'll say a lot about his career going forward. Um, I don't know that anybody, Herm, thought Russell Wilson would struggle the way he has at Denver. What do you see with that? Well, I think what I see is that you have a young head coach um, basically coming in. He hired two young coordinators on offense and defense. Uh, There's not a lot of seniors on his staff. I know the young man. His father worked for me. I, I, I knew him when he was in high school. He was around our camps and stuff. He's a smart guy. But remember this. He's coming from a situation where he was co- coaching Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are different players. 
And you can say I'm bringing that system. It sounds good, but you don't have Aaron Rodgers. You got Russell Wilson. So I think going forward, what they're going to have to do, they're all going to have to sit down and figure out what is the best system for Russell Wilson so he can succeed. And I think Russell Wilson, on the other hand of it, he's got to realize that he's the quarterback. He's going to be there, by the way. And that I think his relationship with players is going to be very important going forward. I want to talk about the Eagles. I don't think anybody yep. thought the Eagles would be 10-1, and one, Herm. Are they for real in your view? Well, I, I think when you watch them play, um, they do a lot of things really good uh, on offense as well as defense. Um, you know, the quarterback really is a – he's the 11th guy on offense playing against you now. And that's what's happened in the National Football League. They, they've leveled the playing field offensively when you get a quarterback that can make plays with his legs. And if he can do that, I think um, he's getting more familiar with the offense. Uh, you know, they're fourth in the National Football League uh, in offense. De- defensively, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're two. And what they do, they take the ball away and they can sack the quarterback on defense. Uh, that's important in that league. When you get after the quarterback and you take the ball away. So that gives you extra possessions. It's not always going to look pretty for those guys, kind of how they play. But I think, um, you know, they're worthy of their 10-1 record because every game was not a blowout. They had to play. Look, they were on the ropes a little bit here before everybody's talking about benching Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right. I, mean, I was looking at that going, yeah, you want to bench Aaron Rodgers? That's a whole other story. That's almost that's a laughable deal, but, but that's another story another time. But I, I think – some of the games where we've watched them struggle, you're not going to blow everybody out. See, that's what people don't realize. You're not, you're this good team. You're not going to just march through the, uh, through the season blowing people out. I mean, you want to win. That's all you want to do. By one point, ten point, doesn't matter. And I think when we get into do these power ratings, every week you know, it changes. One, one week they were the Philadelphia Eagles were number one, and all of a sudden they're number five on people's power ratings. I said, why? Why? Because they didn't look good? Because they didn't blow them out? Yeah, they won. Yeah. One, they got, they got, last time I checked, who has the most wins in the National Football League? <laughs> right. Yeah. Philadelphia, 10-1. Yeah. Our guest, Herm Edwards, uh, ESPN, covering the NFL. I want to uh, end, Coach, with two Florida teams that seem to be going in different directions. Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and, and I think this Jacksonville-Detroit game, yeah, it's two four and seven teams, but two teams that are playing a lot better of late. Where do you see Jacksonville now? Well, yeah, that's what, what, what you witnessed last week, um, you know, was, was a lot of fun. And I think Coach Peterson's doing a great job with that young quarterback and the team. And that was a big win for them, how they went about doing it, uh, going for the two points at the end, making it, putting it in the quarterback's hands, uh, last drive, all those things, beating a good football team. That was, that was a big win for them. And so now I think they just got to continue to stack Stack that they were headed in the right direction. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, other team is which other team you want to talk about? The the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks. Yeah. I, I thought you want to talk about the Miami team. Okay. Well, we can talk about them too. Yeah. No, 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 no. Miami's good, I mean, good. but but the Bucks are are, are, are interesting. Um, and Tom Brady, he sums it up, and yeah, that's what I love about Tom Brady. I mean, going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And he flat just stood in front of everybody and told him this. He said, hey, look, our record is kind of what we, who we are right now. And there's no way of getting away from it. And they haven't been consistent on either side of the ball. 
and I know, I do know this. Um, he said it. They can't score the ball enough. They're averaging 18 points a game. That's not a Tom Brady offense. Their defense at times plays really well, but they, they give up plays in the back end. And so when you watch them, it's kind of hard to watch. Do I think they win the division? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Because I, I, you got Tom Brady. And, you know, last week when you watched it, you thought Tom Brady was going to get the ball at the end and take him down the field and win it, right? You said, here comes Captain America. He's getting ready to do his thing. Lo and behold, uh, you know, that, that didn't happen, right? But when you look at their schedule, um, it, it, it's not daunting. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, five wins. I think nine wins wins that division. They play the Saints. They play at the Browns. They play San Francisco. They play Cincinnati. They play Arizona. They play Carolina. So can you get the nine? Yeah, maybe. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. But it's it's the Buck team. Let me ask you this. If you close your eyes and you say what the Bucs had accomplished with Tom Brady, winning the Super Bowl, correct? Correct. And you watch the Rams. The, the Rams are like the Bucks, and the Bucks are like the Rams. They have all these high-profile players, and they achieved and went to the Super Bowl, and you expect, well, they're going to be ready to go again. That's why this league is so hard. Yeah. Right? It's just hard. You just assume, I'm going to go back. We'll be okay. There's a lot of things that have to come together for you and for the Bucs. Um, you would never say, with Tom Brady being quarterback, they're 18th in offense, Right? They're 32nd running the ball, and here lies the problem. Because they don't have enough patience to run the ball. You look at last game, they went back 43 times. Mm. Well, they've struggled. They struggled protecting Tom Brady. And you go back against a pretty good team 43 times, uh, that's, not your, that's not how you're winning. When you got back to winning, you were running the ball, a play-action football team, that's what you were on offense. And you scored in the red zone. Right, they're, they're they're not doing that. They got away from that last week. I think they get back to that because they got smart coaches down there. But in the red zone, they're 25th in the National Football League. They can't score the ball. They're only scoring 18 points. Their defense is playing pretty good. They're giving up 18. Coach, I always appreciate your time, and we'll see how if those Bucks will do better, and if the Jags will get their fifth win, and always uh, fun talking NFL with you. Appreciate your time. Thank you, my friend. You got it, Herm. Thank you. Always enjoy his time. Herm Edwards talking National Football League uh, from ESPN. Max Starks, former Gator football player, is going to join us next, give you his journey into how he became a broadcaster. 1243, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8-15-a.m.W.R.U.F. Have entered their name into the transfer portal in the past 24 hours. Finally, week 13 of NFL play kicks off tonight with the matchup between the Bills and Patriots. The Bills look to extend their winning streak while the Patriots are hungry to bounce back after th- their Thanksgiving loss. Catch coverage here at 7:30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ashley Hearn. 
ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Celebrate the holidays at Amberbrook Farms in Williston, December 10th and 11th. Enjoy pictures with Santa, holiday arts and crafts, food trucks, and festive farm activities. For ticket info, go to amberbrookfarms.com. Promo code GATOR for $2 off. Score big this Christmas with a gift from Electronics World. Hi, this is Chris Doring. I trust Electronics World for the electronics in my home and highly recommend them. In football, you have to have a great lineup to be successful. And it's the same for the electronics in your home. Check out the Electronics World lineup. Sony, Bowers & Wilkins, Marantz, Yamaha, BDI, Sunbright, Sonos, URC, and more. This holiday season, give them or yourself a gift to enhance your home or office from Electronics World in Gainesville. Online at electronicsworld.net. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Got a question. When's the last time you had their chicken burger? This isn't just a chicken breast slapped between a bun. It's a 100% all-natural Joyce Farms ground chicken patty infused with herbs and spices, then grilled to perfection. Add pickles, onion, tomato, and mayo. Talk about satisfying. Add a great salad and pair it with their new pumpkin spice shake made with real pumpkin puree. You've got yourself one fabulous meal. That's Dick Mondell's open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Gainesville. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! Join us at Odyssey as we do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. This holiday season, invest in some LED Christmas lights. They use significantly less energy than regular bulbs. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. It's the 2022 Big Ten Championship game featuring East Division champs, the Michigan Wolverines, and the West champs, the Purdue Boilermakers. Hi, it's Greg Daniels. Join Tiki Barber and me for all the action as J.J. McCarthy and the Wolverines battle it out with Aiden O'Connell and the Boilermakers. It's Michigan and Purdue for the Big Ten Championship. If it's NCAA football, it's right here. Coverage begins following Gators Volleyball Saturday night at 8.30 right here on WRUF. The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF Radio App. You know, one of the benefits of doing something for a long time, you get to see a lot of people, meet a lot of people, watch a lot of great sports, and watch athletes that you've seen play uh, at the college level, go on to the NFL, and then start a different career after that. That's exactly what my next guest is. He is Max Starks, of course, played here, played a long time in the NFL, and now He's a broadcaster. Max, good to have you, man. Good to, good to catch up. Yeah, good to be on here as well, Steve. Um, all right, Max, tell people uh, how you got into the business after you after you left the NFL. Well, one of the things that I did, um, and one of the things that the NFL teaches you is prepare for the end in the beginning. 
so that when it does inevitably come, you won't be let down and you won't be lost. Um, so for myself, I did a lot of media work um, while I was still an active player. I had a radio show that I, that I did once a week as an active player, um, did a couple of our uh, Steelers TV shows as well, and I went to broadcast boot camp um, that the NFL provided for us. I went to their second annual one. And, you know, just started to just develop contacts, develop opportunities for myself. And, you know, never, ne- never wanted to shy away from an interview. You know, it just <laughs> yeah. led to that. And so then when I was re- retired, you know, I just kind of dove in full, full ten toes in, so to speak. I went to the – we had a journalism uh, – we had a journalism school opportunity to go to Bowling Green and learn about writing, voiceover work, and uh, doing sports writing. So I took that opportunity. Um, and from there, I literally took every internship opportunity I could, <laughs> made myself available, and just kept repping and repping and repping, um, getting that valuable knowledge the same way as when I played sports. You just have to get out there and just any opportunity is a good opportunity because you're gaining experience, you're gaining uh, more and more reps, things you can put on tape, listen to, and refine, reflect, uh, correct. And, you know, it's been something that I truly love doing. I love broadcasting and love, you know, I look at it as a teaching opportunity. I came from a family of teachers. So my job is to entertain, inform, and hopefully you leave with something, you know, that you, that you didn't have carrying it before the conversation. All right. Specifically, if folks don't know, because I know you're doing a lot of different stuff, tell us what you're doing now. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, I know, because uh, it's a lot. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... All right, so let, let's start with the easy stuff. I, I just finished my, my first. Uh, I have a I have a daily show in Pittsburgh uh, from 10 to noon um, working with uh, Craig Wolfley. I'm a part of the Steelers Broadcast Network team. So I have that radio show, and I also run the sidelines as a sideline analyst for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, for radio. I also work for SiriusXM, and I work for a couple of, the, uh, couple of stations. I work for the SEC station. Uh, the NFL radio station, as well as ESPNU um, along the way. And then the other one that I have uh, is I work for ESPN as a radio analyst for for college and pro football. And I am I am also a person that does a podcast for Field 12. <laughs> I – yeah, exactly. Um, I also – I also uh, have, let's see, what else? I'm trying to think of my daily responsibilities. You know, I, yeah, oh, and I also, I also do a local radio show here. I do my own segment out in Arizona for 98.7 FM as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of stuff in the realm of radio and sports. <laughs> you know, when, when my students hear this, I can't ever tell them I'm busy. I can't. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> You just you killed me, Starks. Because I now I can't tell them I'm busy because of what you just. No, I'm kidding. That, that's great stuff. Um, do you still follow Florida? I do. I do follow Florida um, because I work for the SEC radio station. So and I call, and I do call SEC games. So I'm usually abreast on most of the Florida stuff. I will admit the last couple of weeks I've been bogged down because I've I've had to do Pac-12 and I have the Big 12 championship game this weekend. So I haven't. Most recently, but I'm still a fan. I still watch the games uh, when I can. I catch the highlights, and um, I get disappointed just like everybody else with that Florida Florida State game. But we're not going to talk about that. 
because um, my cousin still reminds me he went to FSU, and they won. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the thing I couldn't wait to ask you. As somebody who played here, you know, a few years ago, what are your thoughts on name, image, and likeness? Ooh. So that, that, that's one where I, I'm a little torn right now, I have to be honest. Um, I'm all for players benefiting from this opportunity um, to go and get make money. Go brand yourself and allow yourself to enjoy some of the benefits that the NCAA has harvested on for many, many decades. Um, but the same thing is I wish there were parameters in place because one of the things that I feel, and we know we talk about this all the time, right, money is the root of all evil, but I think also money is the root of all jealousy. Um, I wish there was a way that you could standardize it across all the sports to where it got dissem- it gets disseminated as equally as you possibly can. Obviously, I know that there are some things that are just going to be more than others, right? There is the haves and the have-nots. But I just wish there was some uniform policy that the NFL – I'm sorry, not the NFL, the NCAA could have taken some measures ahead of time because they knew this was coming. And I think that's, that's one of the things where I'm disappointed in a governing body, quote-unquote, not to have parameters set in place and to put their heads in the sand. And so for Mark Emmerich and company – I felt like you could have done, you could have staved this off a long time ago and still gave young men and women the opportunity to monetize themselves, to work on entrepreneurship, and to also give them the tools necessary to be successful in this. You have us take classes for everything else at a university that's required, and you could have done some basic financial literacy, understanding what tax planning looks like, so that these young people now today are better equipped for the for, to deal with these things because one of the things that you could usually share your misery in everybody's broke nobody's making any money but now you have this opportunity where it's the wild wild west where you know guys can get these ridiculous amounts and then you have guys who aren't getting anything they might be playing freshmen coming in they're making more money than the guys that are here you're just going to continually breed this kind of crazy cycle so i hope that it reigns itself in because i know when i was on campus one of the things we argued and I went and I was an NCAA liaison, when argued for just increasing stipends for student-athletes. Yeah. Um, if you're not going to let us work, you know, you remember that whole time, right, when you couldn't work, you couldn't do anything. Oh, booster, oh, my God, it's bad money, da 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 Now we have collectives, and everything is okay, just like sports betting, right? <laughs> you know, sports betting was taboo in the NFL. Now they got stadiums sponsored by it. <laughs> and so it's, it's one of those things where I just feel like the hypocrisy of it, um, this could have been done in a better way to – to hopefully rein, rein this in and keep it to more, where it's more equitable. But now that the cat's out of the bag, we're going to just continue to see guys leaving. Because I think the NIL is what also drives the transfer portal and the high frequency of guys leaving there. Um, I get the original aspect or the spirit of the rule was, you know, have coach leaves um, or, or, you know, a kid comes in, you get usurped, and you still want to try and have an opportunity. I get it. You know, getting a good one-time transfer. Now guys are just using it because it's like, all right, I uh, I got a better deal here. I got more money offered over here, so I'm going to leave, guys. Bye, peace. And you allow, and so it doesn't really give young people the tools necessary to persevere, right? And when we talk about like grit and different things that tenacity, things that build character, and especially when you're talking about from young people to becoming adults, like there's just some easier lessons that can be 
learned through adversity, through setbacks, through, you know, dealing with confusing and confounding things that you have to kind of work through because that's what life is all about. I feel like you kind of, you kind of messed that up a little bit and, and it, it changes the dynamic and doesn't really set everybody up for long-term success. I'm sure there's outliers for everything, but for the majority, vast majority, I feel like that's where I, I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck because you got 3,000 kids sitting in the transfer portal that can't go anywhere because they decided to leave their university. And it's like, well, if you had a little stick-to-itness or the situation wasn't as bad as you thought it was or you thought the grass was greener, you would still be at school, still be continuing pursuing your education as well as your athletic uh, endeavors, and you would have learned a valuable lesson because I look at some guys, and I'm doing the Big 12 this weekend, and Will Howard's a prime example of that, quarterback for Kansas State. You know, he, got, he, got, he, he was there, had an okay year. They bring in Adrian Martinez, and they're talking about the one kid, Avery Johnson, coming in and usurping him, and he just sat there and waited, and then boom, Adrian Martinez gets in, injured, and now Will Howard's starting for a team that's competing for a championship. Yep. Had he have left, had he jumped, shift, and went to the portal – he would not have been in this position today. So it's like there's certain lessons and elements that I wish had more clear defined roles as opposed to just kind of just all the freedom that's out there. Max, good to catch up. I appreciate you taking time. And uh, we'll, I'm sure fans will find you because you're in a lot of different places. So uh, <laughs> yeah. appreciate you doing this, man. Thanks for the time. No, my pleasure, Steve. Anytime. And I'll come on next time and we can talk a little bit more Gators. Yeah, let's, we'll do that, man. Okay. Thanks, Max. Appreciate it. All right. Yep. Take care. Max Starks, uh, former Gator, uh, who is doing a ton of work now, as he just told you, in the broadcast world. Uh, Mike DeRocco, who covers the Jags for ESPN.com, will be here. Mary Wise, the Gator volleyball coach, had a, a commitment. She's going to join us uh, at about, uh, at about 20 minutes from now. And then after that, uh, it'll be the rest of the day for calls. Tomorrow, by the way, we are going to have Prognostication Friday. We'll, have, we'll get all the championship games that, that are of note and, and have you pick those games. I'm not booking any guests unless we get a you know, random one. So I want to make it where callers, we can talk, catch up on hoops and football and pick the games and all that. That'll take place tomorrow. In the meantime, thanks to Max Starks. Thanks to Herm Edwards. Thanks to Sean Kelly all being here in this first hour of Sports Scene. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF-Gainesville-U251-CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. 
more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. When you are injured in an accident, do you really want to call an attorney's office based on the size of their firm? You should ask yourself this question. Can I afford to get lost in the shuffle at a time when I need individualized attention the most? I'm Jack Fine, Gainesville's accident attorney for over 40 years at Fine Park Ash and Parla Piano. When you call our office, you will speak to one of our four experienced attorneys at no charge. Fine Park Ash and Parla Piano. Local representation, big firm results. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. Time for new tires? Well, trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. And you can use their easy-to-use decision guide. They'll show you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They've got the full lineup of Hankook tires. Test results, tire ratings, consumer reviews, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal information like your name and address from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more. Discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy protection. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Thursday. David Cherba is producing, and uh, we hope that you will join us for this second hour. Uh, we will have... Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I just saw this uh, on Instagram. Justin Shorter uh, is declaring for the NFL draft, so he will not return. Um, I did not see if he was going to play in the bowl game, but I would imagine uh, he would not. So anyway, uh, that's get used to this, okay? Just get used to this because this is how uh, it is going to be. And I'm reading this now in the Instagram. He will not participate in the Gator Bowl game. So just wanted to throw that out there. Mike DiRocco has been a guest of ours for a long time. He covers the Jacksonville Jaguars for ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com. He now joins us. DRock, I get the records four and seven. I understand that. But there's got to be a little hope now in Jacksonville with this franchise. New coach, they seem to be playing better football. What do you see with this with this bunch now? Yeah, the arrow's pointing up for sure. They've lost seven games, but six of the seven have been by one score. So they're in these games. They're not the, the easy out that they've been the last three, four years. And they're competitive into the fourth quarter with these games. Um, you know, and last week, Trevor Lawrence put up 
probably the best game of his career, and that was three really good games in a row that he's played, and he leads them down there at the end, touchdown pass, two-point conversion pass, and they beat the Ravens at home. So, yeah, there's a lot of optimism around here, and, and I think people – this is in reality a six-win team is where they should be sitting, uh, you know. But I think people got a little ahead of themselves when they went out to L.A. and routed the Chargers. But um, you know, I think they're kind of right on pace with where I expected. But the the biggest thing is Trevor Lawrence looks is starting to really look like the franchise quarterback that they drafted him to be, and that's the most encouraging thing. D. Rock is that personnel around him? Is that schematic? Is that, you know, play calling for him? What do you think the difference is? Uh, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, it, it is the biggest, I mean, the best receiver he had last year was Marvin Jones. Um, so they go out and they get him Zay Jones, who had, I think, 145 yards last week, caught the game-winning two-point conversion. They got him Christian Kirk, uh, who's on pace for 1,000 yards. Um, Travis Etienne is, is a, you know, explosive back, you know, didn't play last year. Um, Evan Ingram, you know, probably the best pass catching tight end they've had here in a while, even though his numbers really aren't that great. You know, and, and Doug Peterson, a pretty good offensive mind, pretty good play caller, and the scheme, um, you know, is really suited to kind of what Trevor does best. And he's, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, I don't want to get too geeked into numbers here, but like the, the biggest difference is he's getting the ball out quicker. I mean, in, in the first eight weeks of the season, it was. Um, you know, it's a, he was holding on to it a little bit more, and the ball's coming out quicker now. Um, and he's just sort of clicking with the system. It takes a while to pick this stuff up. Like, people think you just walk into an offensive system, and it's like, okay, we had all off season, and you had all training camp. Well, yes, but you didn't have defenses adjusting to what you're doing. You didn't have, you know, them – scheming to take away something that you are good at in your offense. So it takes a while sometimes to get going. And I think that that's where he is right now. Uh, I'm not trying to compare Peterson with Urban Meyer. Let's throw Urban Meyer out of the equation for a second. But Peterson is an established coach. I mean, he's you know won a Super Bowl. What difference has he made locker room, uh, you know, overall with this organization? Well, I mean, it's it's hard not to not talk about Urban Meyer and, and the, the dysfunction and all that stuff here when you're talking about Peterson because he was a 180. And the first thing he said when he got here was like, these guys need to heal. Um, and he has just sort of changed the atmosphere in the building. And he's a 180 from Urban, uh, approachable, um, you know, players coach, um, you know, smart guy in terms of, understanding what is needed in an NFL locker room, understanding how to treat the players. Um, you know, it, it's made a world of difference. And and he's been a, you know, he's a calm guy. He doesn't get, you know, doesn't wear the emotions on the sleeve, doesn't get too high, too low, whatever. I mean, he is just sort of right in the middle, which is exactly what you need when you're dealing with a young team that's going to do stuff that frustrates you. So, um, it, 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 you know, we talk about the offensive additions and the draft pick of Trayvon Walker and all that stuff is, you know, why this team is better. But probably the number one reason is Doug Peterson. And he walked into that locker room with instant respect. He didn't have to earn it. There was no, well, yeah, he won it there, but will he be able to win at this level? Because he's already done it. And most of the guys in the league know that he did it with um, Nick Foles, who was on the most magical run in a quarterback's uh, that a quarterback has ever gone on and it's just been abysmal since. 
So the instant credibility helped him probably more than anything else. Mike DeRocker, our guest, covering the Jags for ESPN, ESPN.com. Defensively, DeRock, are they better? Uh, they have some better players, but the production is not great in terms of the pass rush. Um, they're, they're forcing a few more turnovers this year than they did last year. They've already surpassed last year's total at this point. Um, but what this, this defense doesn't have playmakers. Now, they've made some plays here and there. Last week, you know, they had a, you know, a fumble force late in the game. Um, so that, you know, they do it occasionally, but there's no playmakers on this team that you know in, 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 uh, you know, clutch situations when it's third and eight, you know, and, and you're trying to hold a four point lead and they're on the mid, you know, at midfield that you know a guy's going to get in there and make a play, make a sack. They don't have that kind of player. Um, you know, so there have been some times when they've had leads in the fourth quarter. I think three times they've had leads in the fourth quarter late, and, and the defense gave up touchdown drives to, to blow it. Um, so they've got work to do there, um, which is a little bit surprising considering the amount of resources they poured onto that side of the ball. But they're, they're a little bit better than last year, but they still have a ways to go. And, and they just they have to find a number one corner. They have to find a pass rusher. Uh, and they have to get some help along the interior of the defensive line. And, and if they can get that stuff going in the next couple of years, then they should make some strides. Final thing, you kind of touched on this at the very start, but you know the, the fan base there has just suffered for so long. Can you tell the difference with the fan base now with what Jacksonville has been doing lately? Yeah, I can, because you know, especially look for years, the Jags fans were just like, "Gosh, just can we just be competitive?" Just just get us to the point where we're competitive. Uh, let's be in some games in the fourth quarter. Um, and that's where they are right now. They're competitive, and they're in those games in the fourth quarter. And the fans are excited about it, but it's starting to get to the point, too, now. You know how fans are. It's like, okay, we got that. Now now we want to win. We, we're, we were competitive for two weeks in the fourth quarter. Now we're ready to win the Super Bowl here. Let's get this <laughs> thing going. So, yeah. you know, there's a little bit of impatience, um, and there was a little bit of frustration with Trevor Lawrence in terms of the up and down. But now that he's sort of gotten on a roll, he's had, like I said, three really good games in a row, um, I think people are really kind of getting behind him there were some questions about whether he was a bust or not, which was ridiculous. But, you know, that's that's kind of what we do. Um, but, you know, they're embracing this team and they're embracing Trevor Lawrence. They, they got a good uh, good matchup this week up in Detroit. The Lions have the worst defense in the league. They go up there and play pretty well, win that game, and then all of a sudden they go to Tennessee. And, you know, now the, the division gets a little interesting at least. Good stuff as always, D-Rock. Where can people see your work? Uh, ESPN.com, and then you can also find me and uh, my stuff on Twitter at ESPN Duraco. Good stuff. Thank you, my friend, for doing it. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you. You got it. Mike Duraco covers the Jags, ESPN, ESPN.com. Get a quick call from Boxing Jim. Jim, hello. Hey, uh, Steve, uh, I want to touch on this uh, Kitna situation. I saw where the, the, he was uh, suspended from the team indefinitely, but why isn't he kicked off the team forever you'd have to ask the head coach that and why wouldn't the university of florida say he's been expelled and not allowed to attend uh classes forever now this is some sick stuff well uh, let, let's let's go has, back let's go back is he guilty evidently he has he has enough on his phone and no no no, no. I, has has a court of law found him guilty 
the, I know all about the judicial system. I get okay. that. I know what you say, and, and I, I can't disagree with what you say. But see, this man, ha, ha, this young man, has found with that fresh on his phone. That makes him guilty in my book. Well, you you can feel that, but that's not what the system is. So you know we're, we're all innocent until proven guilty by a jury of your peers. I'm not condoning. I'm not anything of that. Oh, no. But when you when you ask why didn't why doesn't the university expel him, well, I mean again, right now these are accusations. That's what they are. But it, but if you have this sort of trash on your phone, you you got to be ninety nine percent guilty. But anyway, well, that, that's uh, your opinion, Jim. Has Coach Napier addressed this publicly and made some kind of a public uh, there was a statement. There was a statement that was released by the Athletic Association yesterday, and that's the only statement to this point. Okay. Well, this this this, this, this sort of trash cannot be tolerated. So you know this, this is sickening. Thank you, Steve. Okay, Jim. Thank you. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ashley Hearn. In Gators football news, running back Lorenzo Lingard and wide receiver Dejon Reynolds have entered their name into the transfer portal in the past 24 hours. Suspended Gator quarterback Jalen Kitna made his first court appearance this morning on accusations of distributing child pornography. We now know the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children received a tip about child exploitation on June 23rd, according to Kitna's arrest report from the Gainesville Police Department. Kitna's bond has been set at $80,000. Part of this bond includes no internet access and no unsupervised contacts with minors under the age of 18. On the air tonight, the Patriots host the Bills. Coverage begins here at 7.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ashley Hearn. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Folks, been telling you for a long time now about my friends. It's Southeast Car Agency here in Gainesville, 310. Northeast 39th Avenue. Remember, when you go see them, if you're looking for a new vehicle, don't have any. They have specialized in giving you the best in late model, low mileage vehicles for over 40 years. That's what the Cousins family has done. And they do their best to bring you the widest and biggest selection of these kinds of vehicles to their place of business every single day. They understand how important the purchase of a vehicle is, and they give you the widest selection possible. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. You can test drive them, eyeball them for yourself, or you can go online at secars.com, and there you will see all the vehicles and all the important points about that particular vehicle. I've been a customer of theirs for years. All the vehicles I've purchased there have been great. They will do the same for you. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Country Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. 
Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Hi, I'm Emmett Smith, Hall of Famer and all-time leading rusher with exciting news. Football legend Emmett Smith talking about all new regenerative treatments for joint pain from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. But did you know that you can encourage your body to actually heal itself with the help of QC Kinetics? QC Kinetics uses biologic therapies that are natural, restorative, and long-lasting. The body is an amazing thing. Trust me, I put mine through a lot. Exciting new relief is here for pain from arthritis, knee pain, lower back pain, pain in your hips and shoulders. I'm that guy. When you Google shoulder pain, my face pops up. But you don't have to be sidelined by pain anymore. Call QC Kinetics to learn more about biologic therapies. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. There's a new natural solution that patients are raving about. QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same-day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. It's the 2022 Big Ten Championship game featuring East Division champs the Michigan Wolverines and the West champs the Purdue Boilermakers. Hi, it's Greg Daniels. Join Tiki Barber and me for all the action as J.J. McCarthy and the Wolverines battle it out with Aiden O'Connell and the Boilermakers. It's Michigan and Purdue for the Big Ten Championship. If it's NCAA football, it's right here. Coverage begins following Gators Volleyball Saturday night at 8.30 right here on WRUF. Thank you, David. Yeah, I, I, I kind of said that. I, I, I get it, you know, but that's what a judicial process is for. Now, sometimes 
teams, schools, even the NFL will say, if you do something, I'm done. You're cut. You're out. I mean, it, it just depends how you know a school wants to handle it, and this is the way Florida has handled it to this point. All right, we're going to hold off on the calls. I'm glad uh, Coach could fit us in today because I want to talk Gator Volleyball with head coach Mary Wise as her team gets set to host first and second round NCAA tournament action tomorrow. Mary, thank you for taking time, and I want to congratulate you on another SEC championship. Those don't come easy, and uh, nice job. Thanks, Stephen. They, they definitely don't come any easier these days, that's for sure. Um, d- d- let's go back to the beginning of the year. Did you think your team would be as good as it is? Where do you think it's made the most improvement from the start of the year to now? To question number one, the answer is emphatic no. Um, I didn't because we had we had graduated so much experience. And not that we didn't have young talent, but young talent doesn't doesn't get experience overnight. And the only way you make the transition from high school to college is by playing. And we were, you know, with a brand new setter and and uh, uh, we, we we just graduated all of our top point scorers. And so we knew we, we were a work in progress. Um, obviously, the, the the transfer from Syracuse, Marina Markova, has been a huge addition. But it, it, it is, we are the sum of our parts. It was all positions growing and evolving their game to get us to this point of having won 22 matches. Uh, when you look at your team overall and in terms of, you know, how it improved and playing in the league and against a good competition you play out of the league. As you get into this, is your approach, we're zero and zero, or is it, hey, we're going to build upon, you know, what we accomplished during the regular year? Well, we certainly want to look back on how we got to this point and continue to grow as a team and, and putting attention into, you know, our, our, the rhythm of our offense and our our blocking transition defense. And that is an evolution that you continue to grow on and reflect back on, you know, where, where we still need, you know, we've grown in these areas. We still need to, to um, put attention in these others. The, the reason that this, uh, you know, to even sharing the, the SEC championship with Kentucky, why, why it was so special, not just because we won with an inexperienced team and, and we did not have um, grad transfers coming, uh, returning or coming in as starters, but we still had to play that one last year of the same team back-to-back, which is just brutal. And it is so hard to beat a team twice, let alone do it with less than 24 hours. So really proud of the accomplishments of this group. You get Florida A&M, and ironically, a team that you had, you know, a year ago, you've done very well against them. Has their team changed much from a year ago to now? Well, their top point scorers are all back, and they just got better through the portal of players uh, TCU, Colorado State, Florida Gulf Coast, Georgia Tech, uh, Marshall. I mean, they, it is all up and down their lineup of players, Murray State, of uh, players transferring over. And they are, they're a year older. They got grad transfers. Yeah, this is by far the best A&M team we've seen. Mary, sometimes, I, I got to tell you this, I actually thought of you when, because you've been here a long time and you've seen a lot of changes, 
And when all this transfer portal stuff started, and all, I thought of you like, I, I wonder if when you first came here and started coaching volleyball here, if you ever thought you'd see what you're seeing now. And the answer, as you can guess, is definitely not. You know, when we first got here, um, volley, uh, the uh, fo- sports other than football and basketball, you could transfer one time without having to sit out unless you were transferring within the league. And so we loosened up those rules. You know, you could have the one-time transfer rule if you graduate um, and you could be immediately eligible, and then you could you could transfer within the league without having to sit out. I think that's the one that's a it is you know I won't be coaching here when they reflect back on this you know uh, uh, years down the road, but to go maybe keep that one in terms of you know your protect your league if you're going to transfer, and I'm all I'm okay with it. You know you only get four years, although. We used to say that. That's yeah, not true. That's not true. And during, yeah, there's a player coming in this weekend in their sixth year uh, of uh, eligibility. Um, but but the transferring of, of it's such a special time, and if and if it's playing time or whatever to go somewhere and to be immediately eligible, I'm not against that at all. It is just it's a little bit like opening the floodgates and finding. You know they are quick fixes, but um, boy, it is it, it doesn't make coaching any easier. I'll end with this. Um, you know, you you've seen you've had really really good teams here, and you know they kind of have their own personality. What's the personality of this group? This is easily one of the loosest, most fun-loving, joyful groups that I've been around, and part of that is their they are the reflection of their youth, and they just go with the flow and um i think at this point in time it's what um, it could help us the inexperience is not going to help us but what we're going to put our wrap our arms around is that we've seen this in the ncaa tournament before as teams older teams can feel the pressure of this is it and a young team a little bit oblivious to the pressure that's what i'm hoping for i hope we're (laughs) experienced enough that we can understand that when A and M with their arms and their uh, their very good serving team, that we can withstand that kind of pressure, but we don't put any more pressure on ourselves with trying to be perfect. Well, it starts tomorrow. Florida, Florida A and M, Iowa State, and Florida Gulf Coast, the other teams, and hopefully uh, it'll be a Saturday matchup for Florida as well. I wish you luck, Mary. I know how busy you are. Thank you for taking time to do it. Uh, enjoyed it, Steve. Great to hear your voice again. Same here, Thanks. Mary. Thank you. She has done a phenomenal job as the coach of that volleyball program, Mary Wise. Uh, Butch and Lewis, hang on, get to you. The rest of the time we'll take calls and emails. 127, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gateways Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them too. 
You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What you can say about how the procedures have affected my life is that they haven't. I lose track of which teeth are my real teeth and which are the implants and which have crowns and which don't. They don't give me pain and I'm able to use them and I'm 71 years old and you know I can still eat steak and apples and whatever else I want to eat. What I would like people to know about exceptional dentistry is that it's a, just a good place to come to have dental work done from the staff, through the physicians, through the dentists, um, they're top notch. I, I just don't think you could find a better place to have dental work done than exceptional dentistry. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. I'm not a fan of Mondays, but the Cyber Monday deals at Kohl's might change that. Not only did I earn major Kohl's cash, I also found amazing deals, like ride-on toys for 30% off, cookware sets for less than $80, and a Shark Hydro Vac for under $230. Plus, I saved 20% off and got $10 off every $50 I spent as a Kohl's Rewards member. So get to Kohl's now and thank me later. Select styles 20% off and Shark Offer ends November 28th. Select offers on November 30th. Toys offer online only. Coupons do not apply. See store for details. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Behind yesterday's front, we've gotten cooler and drier air move into our area. Lots of sunshine this afternoon. It'll be breezy with wind gusts between 15 and 20 miles an hour. And highs will be much cooler than the past few days. We'll get into the upper 60s and lower 70s. Mostly clear tonight, lows tomorrow morning in the low 50s. Sunny tomorrow afternoon, highs in the mid-70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Sean Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Are you cool with Luca saying Giannis is the best player in the world? At the end of the day, I'm never giving somebody credit for being the best player in the world. I'm not doing it as a player. As a fan of the game, sure. But as a player who's competing, I'm not saying out loud to any news publication that anybody's better than me. I don't want you to ever think you have an advantage on me. P, J, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, for the final half hour today, we'll take your phone calls, emails, questions, and comments. Butch, hello. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. The first thing I want to make was just kind of a comment. You know, when you were talking to the guy earlier about the uh, image likeness thing, and people transferred, and maybe they should have stayed in school. But 
the other end of that too is I don't know whether they don't sit down with the coaches and the coach is going to say, look, I'm going to have to pull your scholarship this year. We need those scholarships because you're not going to ever see the light of day here. You're always going to be third, fourth string. Never happened. Um, Never happened. They, they, what today? Pull scholarships? Yes. If they if if that uh, if that happens, well, then that's going to kill you on the recruiting trail. Well, now you correct me if I'm wrong, and I think I'm pretty sure that I'm correct on this. Steve Spurrier, when he came here, pulled five scholarships from fifth year seniors. That was thirty years ago. Okay, but but it can happen. Correct. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm okay, saying right. if it happens and that and that becomes known, that will be used against you in recruiting big time. Okay, and the other thing is, I, I, I need you to explain this to me. I don't understand the high school playoff thing now. What is the difference in, say, uh, uh, name me a big school, Miami Senior High is in one category, right, and Buholtz would be in another category because Buholtz is a rural? No. Uh, basically, the, the reason they, they change that <clears throat> is because a school like Buholtz uh, and I'm using that as an example, wouldn't have a chance against, you know, one of the powerhouse schools that, and if you look at who's winning titles, it's a lot of the same schools. So to give other schools a chance, they reclassified where, you know, you're now you're in metro, you're in rural, you know, schools are in different places. That's that's the simple explanation. Okay, and so Buholz is considered a rural no, I think they're a Metro, but it's different. They don't have to play the big shots. All right, Steve. Thanks a lot, man. Okay, Watch. thank you. Uh, Lewis, hello. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Listen, I just learned that Lingard entered the transfer portal uh-huh. at one of the Gators. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Can you hear me, Steve? Hello? Lewis, I hear you. Okay, okay, okay. I just learned that Lingard and another wide receiver – in the transfer portal, and I'm just want to make this statement. I just hope the coach uh, does what he did for Cox, go back and try to keep Lingard. Lingard is a stud. Whenever he got a chance to get in the game, he showed you what he could do. I, it just broke my heart to see him uh, enter into the, to the portal. And given the fact that these coaches now know these kids can go to the portal anytime they get ready, what should be the strategy? Try to keep some of his kids. You can't play them all in one year's time, but you got to be able to keep them satisfied or happy, um, You're uh, asking, so to speak, in order to stay on the team. What what should be the strategy there? Well, and I have a follow-up, follow, yeah, a final question. There really isn't a strategy because it is a player-driven decision, right? Let's take Lingard. Let's take Lingard. I don't care if he's five-star, two-star, three-star, okay? Let's take Naquan Wright, okay? Naquan exactly. Wright last year was part of that three-headed monster that Florida had. And Lingard was basically fourth string. So this year, what is Lingard? He's basically fourth string. He wants to go play. That That's what the portal is. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I, don't, I, and I understand what he's... He's saying, but my goodness, you 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 got Johnson, you got you got uh, uh, Etn. Listen, man, uh, uh, Lincoln is your next player up in, in my mind, or he could even sub in. But when those but he's not going to play. That's he sees Etn and Johnson here, and he didn't play last year either, or this past year either. So. He he wants to he wants to be a starter. He wants to get the ball. No, I, I, I I get it. I get it. You're right. But boy, I just hope and pray 
the coach go after him and try to keep him here and give him some playing time. Then the last, but he, but you, but you're not, Lewis. That's counterintuitive to coaching, right? You play your best players, and I'm not saying Lingard isn't a good player, and maybe it's an embarrassment of riches at one position, but clearly. Etn and Johnson, or Johnson and Etn, are going to get the bulk of the carries. You know, when the game is on the line, Lingard is not. Yeah. Naquan Wright yeah. is not. Yeah. So, how do you, as a coach, keep a good reserve on uh, that you can bring in at any time with, with this thing facing year after year, game after game? Very how difficult. Do you do that? Very difficult. People pull up, can pull up and leave. Can they transfer in the middle of the season? No. Can there's they? only there's only certain times you can enter the portal. Okay, that's my final question. And then finally, no wide this news today said no wide receiver receivers available for the bowl game because this last guy just entered the portal and not gonna play. Is that what you've heard? No, nothing. I mean Whittemore's gone, Shorter's gone, Reynolds is gone. Uh, there are others, but it it won't be a deep group. It'll it'll kinda of be like I don't know, you know, what the injury situation is with Frazier's and people like that because you know, the bowl game isn't for a while yet, so they could be healed up. But they've lost at least that many receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then lastly, what's the story? What's, how bad is this thing against Kittner? Nobody knows. Not I mean, it's obviously not good. I mean, when you get charged with what he's being charged with, I mean, that speaks for no, itself. No chance, of him, no chance of him returning to the team? Lewis, I, I think right now that would be the absolute last thing anybody would ask this is this wow. is a legal matter my friend yeah yeah okay God, this, this just transcends that. sports yeah yeah that, and that and, and if what's what what he's been accused of is true i can understand but boy he i think i think i think napier is taking his lumps this year with kids going and coming and he and, uh, it, I, I i wish uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna step in areas i shouldn't step in here but I, I've asked to have Billy Napier come on the show, and I've not had a response. And it was this was before the whole thing happened yesterday, because okay. because one of the things I would ask him if he were here is, you know, did you expect this in terms of the, you know, people leaving and and, and if he said no, I'd be stunned. I mean, I think I think everybody yeah. knew there was going to be attrition. Everybody knew that there were going to be kids that were going to go in the portal, and that's just not at Florida. That I mean, look at Alabama has a bunch of kids in the portal, so it isn't just Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Alabama's got they're so deep. They, you know, you could take the whole first team, second team and put them in the portal, and they've got another class behind that could step right up and be some serious players because they recruited that well. But, all right, you've answered all my questions. Good. Oh, it hurt. It hurt. <laughs> I hate to see Lingard leave. I, God knows I do. I, I like that kid. I all like right. what I saw in him. All right, Lewis, thank I, you for your call. Appreciate it. 392 You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, let's see here. In order, I got him. Peyton, which quarter in a typical football game would have the most penalties called? I figured it'd be the second, as in the first, you could let some less egregious stuff slide, but nip it in the bud before halftime. I mean, look, I'm sure somebody would look at a 
let's say, an NFL season and say the most penalties were called in this quarter. That, that's easily done. But I guess the question would be, why? You know, is an official trying to establish something in the first quarter? Like, okay, hey, I, I see holding here. I'm going to call holding early so you guys know I'm going to call it. I don't know that there's a rhyme or a reason for that, though. Charles says, I see Alabama, Mississippi State got commitments from two local outstanding players from Buholtz. Know anything about why the Gators didn't get them? Is our reputation going to be a running offense mainly, scaring off any pass-conscious players? Well, look, first of all, I think, CJ, there's a thing that people think just because you're from Gainesville that you go to Florida, or just because you're from Tuscaloosa, you go to Alabama. Well, maybe it, maybe the fit isn't quite right, okay? So that's one thing. And secondly, it isn't like Billy Napier runs the ball 90% of the time. Come on. I mean, they throw it. So I, I'm not going I, I to second-guess reasons why those kids did what they did, but let's take their names out of it. Maybe they think they, they, think they have a better chance to win right away at a different place. Maybe they think they're going to have more balls thrown to them if you're a receiver at PlaySex. For example, Mississippi State, you know, Leach throws the heck out of the football, and he has a terrific quarterback in Will Rogers. That's enticing to a receiver when you really don't know who the quarterback's going to be here next year. So a lot goes into that. Greg says, thanks for all the great guests you have on the show. From the new voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, to a great football coach like Herm Edwards, to Gator great Max, like Max Starks. Your show's appreciated and enjoyed. I appreciate you saying that, Greg, and thank you for uh, saying that. Uh, Tommy says, who do you predict the Gators NFL draftees? Well, uh, I think, and he said, how do, you, how do the NFL value Miller? I think Miller will probably be anywhere from at the highest to a third, I think between the third and the fifth round. I think is where he would be. Uh, if you include Cox as a Gator, I think he'll be drafted. Uh, if Richardson declares, he'll be drafted. If Osiris Torrance declares, he'll be drafted. He's going to be a first-round pick. Uh, and then, you know, what happens to a guy like Shorter? You know, will, will he be drafted? Uh, Colonel Tom says, Stark interview should be required listening for every college player. Hard work, sticking it out, not giving up our qualities everybody could use, and a hard dose of reality is necessary. The NFL pyramid is steep, and everyone can't make it. Well, that's true. All right, we're going to have one segment left. Still time to call, still time to email. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. Good afternoon, I'm Jolie Katzen. Suspended Gator quarterback Jalen Kintna made his first court appearance this morning on accusations of distributing child pornography. We now know the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children received a tip about child exploitation on June 23rd, according to Kintna's arrest report from the Gainesville Police Department. Kintna's bond has been set at $80,000. Part of this bond includes no internet access and no unsupervised contacts with minors under the age of 18. In Gators football news, running back 
Lorenzo Lingard and wide receiver Dejon Reynolds have entered their name into the transfer portal in the past 24 hours. On the air tonight, the Patriots host the Bills. Coverage begins at 7.30 right here. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Steve Russell. It's time to call QC Kinetics. They use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Appointments are now available for this coming week. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Friday on ESPN Radio. It's the Pac-12 Championship game. USC sits alone at the top of the Pac-12. And is one win from the college football playoff. They'll face Utah. The only team to knock off the Trojans this season. The Utes, the Trojans. Coverage begins following Gators Volleyball Friday night at 8.30 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, about 10 minutes left. 392-8255. Email us, russell at wruf.com. Carl 
emails and says, uh, Steve, if you if you said it yesterday, I missed it, or in the days prior, what's your thoughts on the Hugh Freeze hire? Uh, first of all, I know the AD at Auburn very well and John Cohen, and uh, he, he switched schools. He left his alma mater. Understand that. He left his alma mater to go to Auburn. Well, he didn't go there to not swing for the fences. Controversial hire? Yes, just in terms of his past. But number one at Auburn is can you beat Alabama? Hugh Freeze has done that. Now, does that mean he's going to be successful? Of course it doesn't. But he's proven at Ole Miss that he could do it. And that was a big deal in his hire. Remember this, and I think we all need to take a sobering look at this, uh, if whatever fan base you're in, okay? I get Oklahoma was just like Florida this year, struggled up and down, both schools six and six. That's not where you know, either school wants to be. Will Oklahoma stay that way for long? I don't know. But I can tell you this, very soon there's going to be a 16-team super conference here, and who knows, maybe more. Well, you better get equipped for that. You better get ready because nobody's going to feel sorry for you if you're not. So that's why that hire, I think, was good. Uh, Let's see here. Larry, with the two sons of the Beals football coach reneging on their commitments to UF, Another Beals receiver committing to another SEC school besides Florida. Is it safe to say that the Beals football coach is no fan of the U.S. football program? No. No, I, I know Mark well, Larry. Um, I don't think it's that. I mean, look, let, let's take he's a football coach out of it. He's also a father. He's also a parent. And, you know, you want your child to go to a school that is the best fit for what they won. I mean, it was pretty obvious this year with Trent Whittemore, he wasn't getting the ball thrown to him for whatever the reason. And I don't care if you're at Buholtz or if you're at Lafayette or if you're at Union County, okay? So you want the ball thrown to you. And if you don't think this is the right system for you, if you don't think this is the right place for you, you go somewhere else. And then your brother, okay, if, if you want to make that a package deal, can anybody fault that? So, no, I don't think there's any problem uh, that I'm aware of when it comes to him. Uh, okay, got two more emails in about seven minutes. So we can uh, take your phone calls, I hope, to end the day. Don't forget, tomorrow... Uh, we will have prognostication Friday, your chance to predict some of the key conference championship games. By the way, congratulations. Uh, we mentioned earlier when Sean was here, both Gator basketball teams winning. Uh, the Gator women are 7-1. and one. Um, And they played a team last night uh, in Prairie View A&M. You, you don't think, oh, it's, they won by 15 
but it wasn't that easy um, because uh, they led the SWAC uh, in three-pointers made, and Florida did a good job. Um, they only shot 27% from the floor last night. Did a pretty good job, but they played good defense too. All right, let's get a couple of calls to end the day. Tony, hi. Hey, Steve, what's up, man? Um, interesting there, the uh, concerns with Buholtz, man. Uh, Gavin Hill, a D lineman, is committed to the Gators from Buholtz. Right. And and the Gators have three of the top five wide receivers in the state of Florida committed, and Andy Jean, Mizell, and Wilson. Wilson is probably the best uh, slot guy in the state of Florida. So, you know, a lot of people have some concerns that are a little bit misguided, I think. Well, See, the, the problem I, is very simple, Tony. There are people that think because you're local that you automatically go to the local school. That, I mean, exactly. I think that's the assumption. And then when they don't, well, why didn't they do that? Well, because for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, yeah, definitely. See, I've been out of town, so I haven't had a chance to call you, man. Um, the the uh, Jets here, uh, you know, we've been through this Mike White uh, thing before. Happened last year. Remember, he had that great game. And then he followed it up with four interceptions against Buffalo. You think it's going to be different this year? Could be, um, but I, I think you know Herm Edwards was here earlier, and you know he coached the Jets. And I asked him about this, and I, I I understand why the coach had to make the move. He would have lost his team. He would have lost the locker room had he not done that. But not naming him the permanent starter. I think he's he's trying to salvage Zach Wilson. You know, he was a, a high draft choice. We don't want to have that be a bust. We gotta prepare him to play. So that's why I don't I think he just didn't say, Okay, Mike White, you're the starter and Zach gonna be an actor for the rest of the year. That now we'll see if he'll be the backup this week or he'll be inactive again. We'll see. That'll be interesting. If I had to put a gun in your head, Steve, starting quarterback week one next year, Mike White Zach Wilson, a free agent quarterback or a first-round draft pick, who would you go with? Uh, I, I would not go with a first-round draft pick because uh, I don't think, based on their record, I'm not sure where they would pick where a quarterback they want would be available. Um, maybe I mean, if Aaron Rodgers becomes available, would the Jets grab him? I would, um, but I would probably say... Zach Wilson. Ooh. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see, man. All right, Steve. I'll talk to you later, yep. buddy. Yep, thanks, Tony. And that's, I mean, that's today. That could change after the next game. Paul, hello. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. You know, you'll laugh. I, I, I feel like I've called you about this before, but every time you say that I've reached out to Billy or, or whatever coach it was and, and they don't respond to you, it, it, like, makes my blood boil. And I wonder, have you ever, like, ran into them on campus or at the Publix or whatever and just said to them, dude, you're killing me? Like, like what do you mean you're not coming on? Answer my email. Like, yeah, I just feel like it's if, – if I was in your shoes, it would just – it just bothers me. Well, here that, that goes into a whole I don't have enough time thing, Paul. But – priorities have changed and I'm just going to lay this out we are the flagship station of the Gators and it means very little in terms of you know access and things like that 
Billy is a disciple of Nick Saban, and Saban, you know, will do the interviews he has to do, but that's it. And he doesn't let his assistants talk, and neither does Billy. He's consistent with that. I mean, I'll give him that. He's consistent. Yep. So, you know, that I mean, in one respect, that's all you can ask. But he does go on SEC Network. He does go on Feinbaum. He does, exactly. but that's again a more national, you know, where, lack of a better term, you know, bang for the buck, you get more of that, you know, than doing something here. So that's just how it is. Gotcha. And a quick question. I know it's at the end. Do you give the championship games five more years? Or do you think even in this next era of football that we move into that the championship games will still be in place and, and catapult teams into the playoff? Or will they they not play the championship games anymore? No, I think they'll play the championship games. I think there's too much money uh, to lose if you don't. Um, and I still think they're important in the sense of if you're still going to have a committee, you know, do this, right, then – does winning a championship, you know, have more weight than not? You know, all that kind of stuff. So I still think in the short term, at least, it's going to be there. Gotcha. I think someone will lose this weekend, too. I think there will be a conference champion that doesn't make the playoffs. But anyway, thanks. Okay, Paul, thank you. Uh, Russell uh, says, uh, thanks for all you do. Enjoy the show after the games. Uh, yep. Uh, and he says, have a great Christmas. Wow. Uh, that, I hope you won't. Not converse between now and then. we got a long time. Uh, but thank you for that. I, I do appreciate that. Uh, okay. Today, a long guest list. want to thank Gator Volleyball Coach Mary Wise. Mike DiRocco, who covers the Jacksonville Jaguars for ESPN.com. The great Herm Edwards, talking NFL from ESPN. Gator Max Starks, who is now doing 7,243 radio shows and NFL shows. He's a busy dude. Uh, and, of course, last but certainly not least, the voice of the uh, Gators, Sean Kelly, who is so kind to come up here every Thursday live and be here with you. That is appreciated very much. Tomorrow, at least to this point, no guests. Prognostication Friday. Call us up. You want to talk about anything else in the sports world, you can. And who knows? There'll probably be somebody in the portal uh, besides, you know, whatever tomorrow. But, I'll get your thoughts on some of the key championship games coming up uh, this weekend. Thanks to David for producing today, and we thank you for listening and being a part of the show as well. Enjoy the rest of this nice day. We'll do a Friday show tomorrow. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.